Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. give us and allow us allow us to come in your airways every day so we have a special situation going on with me is a dear friend of mine colton lee so colton and his wife melody are here at the house and uh they got their little son douglas and 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 i'm telling you he is the doug child he is the heir apparent to everything doug and uh, we're just pretty thrilled to have him so uh colton welcome to the podcast hey it's good to be here so, folks, I'm going to let you know right up front that I do not have Miss Stephanie with me, but that's okay. She's going to be right back with us. Uh, I just wanted to, to talk a little bit with Colton, and and um, and we're actually going to get off the psalm thing and the song of the night, but I think you'll like what we're talking about. It's a testimony. Colton comes from one of those families, like most of us come from, that are just a mess, and he understands that this podcast is reaching out to all of us that you know have been through junk or uh, seen junk, want to help people who've been through junk. And, and I just really wanted to talk about that, but I want to get going with, you know, the, you might be a knucklehead segment. So Colton, we have this segment and it's entitled, you might be a knucklehead if, and the reason we do this segment is twofold. And the first reason we do it. And the most important reason is we don't want people who listen to us to be knuckleheads. Right. So we, we want them to know what a knucklehead is. And so they don't become a knucklehead. And, uh, and then we also have a food segment, but it's a not knuckleheaded moment. So this lady and her husband were missionaries many, many years in South America, all over the place. And now they're pastoring out in Arkansas, just good people. And, uh, so miss no, and anyway, we, she liked the knucklehead thing. And so we just went to, you might be a knucklehead. We named it after her. It's the not knuckleheaded moment. <laughs> so, uh, and today, listen, folks, I tell you, there's so many things you can pick about. You might be a knucklehead. But I just want to say this. This has been bothering me for the last few days. It's like it's like having something stuck under your fingernail, man. It's just been driving me crazy. And those are people who go by your house and leave garbage in your yard. What's the deal with that, man? <laughs> if you're going to chew a piece of gum, man, put the wrapper in your pocket. I mean, if you're going to throw a soda can down, just crush it. You know what I'm saying, brother? Yeah. What's wrong with people like that? You know, I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe their car is already filled with trash, you know? They just and, don't have room. And, you know, brother, I've seen people open up car doors where trash has fallen out before. That freaks me out, man. Yeah. And dirtiness. I can't do dirt. You know, if somebody smells, I, I don't want to be around them. <laughs> you know, I, I don't like smelling people. I don't want to be, you know, I don't want them to announce themselves with body odor. That's all I'm saying. Now, see, if Stephanie was here right now, she would go, ah, stop it, or something. That should be, anyway, she'd be on the phone just freaking out and stuff. But anyway, so you might be a knucklehead if you throw garbage. Don't throw garbage. Take time to put it away. Do the right thing, folks. And uh, that's all I want to say. Listen, hey, we know what's going on in the world right now. And and uh, we just want to say, uh, you know, if, if you're hurting, if things are going tough, those of you who've been in Afghanistan, those of you who've been around the world, Hey, listen, man, we're here for you. Get a hold of us on Helpful Wounded Spirits. And you did your job. You served well in Afghanistan. And anything that's going on now, uh, you know, with those knuckleheads in D.C. or whatever, listen, that's, uh, 
Uh, that doesn't reflect what you did there. You help people. There are people on earth today that are alive. There are people who know the Lord today because there are people that were born and 20 years later, they still don't know what it's like to be oppressed until now. You've made a huge difference in people's lives. And yeah. we just want to come out and tell you that you've made a difference. Thank you for that. And, uh, so I wanted to bring that up too. I didn't want to forget that. I want to say that. And I want to tell you over and over again. And, and uh, the, hey, you guys made a difference. And then food that's right with God. So I'm constantly talking about beef and ribs and the smoker and all those things. And Hey, that stuff that you smoked the other oh, day, that was incredible. Yeah. That was life-changing. So we've been sitting around here, just a bunch of missionaries smoking. You know, we smoked yeah. for about, what, <laughs> five hours yeah, yesterday to least. make those ribs. Yeah. yeah. And, man, I'll tell you, when you, and it's that apple. It's an apple pellet I use. It's a little more expensive, but you guys are worth it, man. You come to visit me, you get an apple pellet. There's a little more (laughs) juice there, a little more sweetness to it. It kind of changes everything. You know, that chicken though, too. I was, I was amazed how much juice came out of that. Oh man. When you poke that chicken on the smoker, man, it just sends like this unbelievable fluid. Like yeah. two and a half feet straight up in the air, man. I've never seen anything like that before. And But anyway, so food that's right with God. So I, I know I told you guys that when you go to Starbucks, you get a chai tea latte, you know, no water. I used to say extra pump, no water, extra hot. And then I changed my menu, you know, after I lost some weight, look good, feel good, all that. I, I had to be a little more responsible for you folks. So this is what I decided. I said, you know, we got to move to a chai tea latte, just no water. You know, and it kind of takes care of the pump thing. And now I'm into this whole strawberry drink. It's really a, called a pink drink. Yeah, I've, I've never tried one. I keep seeing oh, you take it. Life changing, man. Yeah. And folks, so food that's right with God, get yourself a pink drink. And get a Trenta. It's a, uh, man, it's low calorie. It's coconut milk. It's unsweetened passion fruit tea. It's got a little bit of this red powder. And let me tell you something, folks. It will change your life. You'll drink it in a New York minute. You're going to be like, man, Doug was right about this. But but uh, if your listeners need something with a little more caffeine, my favorite go-to is a quad shot of espresso and a venti cup with ice. And uh, that's that's pretty life-changing as far as uh, yeah. that caffeine intake. You just got your four shots. Oh, sorry, and your four pumps of white chocolate mocha. Yeah. You got yeah. something real caffeinated and then some sugar in there too. So boost and sweet and... Uh you it's know, not exactly on the uh, healthy side, though. No, no, it's not good, man. But you know what? <laughs> Everybody gets their opinion. And uh, you know what? I, I, it's not like I'm absolutely healthy because I drink a latte or a strawberry drink or a pink drink probably probably seven days a week, praise God. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I'm always drinking something with something in it. But, uh, hey, listen, folks, we love you. We want to let you know, too, we're always asking you guys to help give to the podcast and We just want to thank God that a payment was just made a little while ago for six months of this podcast. And folks, personally, I want to thank you for that. And I want to challenge you that if if the Lord would provide, it costs us uh, about $150 a month for the podcast. Plus, I pay a little bit extra here and there to maintain them, to store them and things like that. But we're really praying that the Lord would come along and, and provide uh, another six months so that we have a whole year paid for when all is said and done. So if, if I can answer any questions for you, I want to. So we got Colton here for a few reasons, folks. First of all, uh, Colton worked at a Christian camp, and uh, he's been at camps where we've done PTSD camp. Plus, his life's kind of been messy and murky, and from that, so from the murkiness, the messiness, the ashes, the ugliness, the the junk that you and I know about, the, the living with a... Uh, Uh, a dad who's an alcoholic to living with life upside, you know, kind of our lives folks is probably, you know, 
50 out of 100 of us right now raising their hand saying, that's me. I'm like Colton. I've had that life. And through that, Colton was able to find himself uh, at a Bible college, graduated from Bible college, a good Bible college, met a wonderful lady and, uh, you know, just has a good life in God. And so I wanted to talk to him a little bit about camp. So I'm going to ask him some specific questions about camp because we, you know, we got that camp September 13th through 17th at Camp Joy, Wisconsin. Get out there, sign up and Listen, folks, if you know somebody who's all messed up, their life's messier than a soup sandwich, they're, they look rougher than a night in jail, and you think the camp would help them, and maybe they can't afford it, give me a call. I want to help out with that. So, Colton, just starting off, tell us, what is your life verse, man? Uh, you know, my life verse uh, has kind of uh, changed a little bit throughout, uh, but I think I'm going to turn to uh, Ephesians uh, chapter 4. Amen. Uh, Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians has a lot of stuff to deal with, uh, Christian walk issues, uh, and God's really... Uh... Yeah. Well, praise God. I love the book of Ephesians. You know that church of Ephesus, man? I I would have loved to have seen what went on there after they got that book, man. I think things are going great in, uh, in, at the church of Ephesus here a, thousand, a couple thousand years ago. Anyway, go, why don't you go ahead and give us your verse? Yeah, Ephesians 4.1. It says, therefore, the prisoner of the Lord beseech you that you walk worthy. Oh, there's an I in there. I misquoted that there. Is he going to be able to cut that out or are we no, just live? You know, brother, we're live. We're not cutting we're things just out. Live. You know, we're, <laughs> you can reread it, but yeah. I, no, I, it's I, all I'll good. tell you, I tell people all the time, yeah, I'll cut that out. And then they hear it on the ear. Yeah. So I, I just don't want to make you mad about it. I, yeah, no, I, it's, it's showing up. Well, brother. you asked me about yeah, the verses yeah. earlier and I got a different verse where I didn't know we were yeah, talking about yeah. life first stuff. But anyway, yeah. Ephesians 4, 1, I therefore the prisoner of the Lord. I beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called. And, and you know, God's just telling us to uh, uh, to walk worthy of, of uh, the calling that we have in Christ. And, and that means a lot. There's a lot that goes into what does it mean to walk worthy, but... Uh, that's that's a life devoted to Christ it to is. walk worthy. It is, and and you know you always ask yourself this question. You got to ask yourself this question: is what's your vocation and what's your avocation? And you're pretty lucky if you get both of them in the same uh, yeah, the same yeah. thing. But I mean, what is it that God has called you to do? And 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 if you can do that, and folks, whatever God's called you to do, be the best at it. Walk worthy, man. Stand up, stand upright. Know you're serving God. I mean, that's that's some pretty good stuff. So, Colton, why don't you take a couple minutes and. And just give us a little history. Then we'll go to those verses. That, and, and, you know, I just, you guys know this. So, see, Stephanie's really good at me messing with her. So I will ask her questions and stuff. And, you know, here's another thing. She's got this weird uh, brand of brilliance where she's, like, memorized most of the Bible. <laughs> uh, so not all of us are that way. I'm a mere mortal. I, you know, I maybe got one verse committed to memory because I've seen it written on people's heads at football games. No, I'm only joking. <laughs> but anyway, Colton, why don't you, uh, why don't you give us some background? Yeah, sure. So uh, just kind of summarize, you know, just the brief 25 years of my life in a couple minutes. Uh, the Lord put me in a, uh, what I kind of say, a quasi-Christian home. And I don't really mean that, and I don't intend to, you know, come off disrespectful or dishonorable towards my my family or just where I was put. But there's just a lot of things going on that uh, that don't please God. And there's just uh, no uh, rhyme or, or uh, there's no other way to say that. And there's just, you know, things that weren't right. And uh, so I grew up in a home where, you know, Basically, you know, we could drink at whatever age that that uh, was that we felt like. I remember yeah. about ten years old, my dad giving me my first beer, and and that was just sort of the lifestyle. But we weren't atheists; we were Christians. We weren't. Uh, I mean, we went to a Baptist church, or at least uh, my mom took us to church there uh, every now and again if we weren't going fishing with my dad. And and even my dad, he claimed to be a Christian. He'd give you a salvation testimony that'd be, uh, you know, probably just like yours or someone else's salvation testimony. You wouldn't really have any good reasons to doubt it, but there just wasn't a life that backed that up. And 
Uh, so there was a lot of uh, directions that I went or roads I went down that uh, that weren't right by any means. Just being involved in drinking and smoking and pornography, a bunch of really just awful stuff. And that's just to name a couple. And uh, uh, I got saved at, at a young age at one at a uh, church that my mom took us to, where I heard the gospel preached and it was preached clearly. And and I uh, I put it off for a couple days and and just laying on my bed under such heavy conviction, the Lord telling me you need to be saved, otherwise yeah. you're going to hell. You know that those moments where God just God just becomes real. Yeah. And uh, I had one of those moments where then I I prayed and I I uh, repented of my sins and put my my trust in Christ. But I was still in a, a situation in, a, in an environment where you know there was plenty of sin just uh, just downstairs from me. And uh, so I got involved uh, in a, just a ton of that throughout throughout uh, uh, junior high and and uh, of course grade school even. Uh, I remember going to school at my Christian school one time after uh, we had my dad had some friends over uh, that brought some Jack and Coke and and I remember just as a I think I was in eighth or ninth grade maybe and I remember yeah. having uh, it really wasn't even a hangover I just stayed up late drinking so I was just still drunk going to school and I remember uh, it just being the weirdest kind of a day and and, and it was a Christian school a school that I I would pre- I, I've preached for now even and and uh, just uh, a really just messed up situation you know where you have this uh, not outright anti-God home but you have yeah. a home that that says oh no we we believe the right things we check the right boxes but uh, there just wasn't a lot of good stuff going on, mm-hmm. and uh, really, I, you know, I point to uh, uh, my youth pastor in in high school, Jeremiah Cochran. He's pastoring down, um, I think, in Huntsville, actually. Mm. Uh, but anyway, he he was my youth pastor at the time, and God really used him in an incredible way to disciple me to uh, to confront me on a lot of issues. I mean, there were just the list could go on, but you know, God was just so gracious and in uh, in in giving me different people in my life that that were loving and kind and said, hey, you know, these are some things you need to work on. You know, this isn't wow. right. Yeah. And uh, it, it wasn't a it wasn't a 180. You know, you hear those testimonies uh, where it's, uh, you know, they get saved and man never tempted to smoke or drink or something like that again. It wasn't anything like that. It was a it was a struggle. It was a battle. It was an uphill battle. It felt like for years and years and years. And uh, but man, God's just so good in giving the victory. God's so good in in uh, continually giving grace. You know, I think about the story of the of the prodigal son. And, and a lot of times the emphasis is put on the son yeah. in that account. But but man, you ought to look at the father. You know, the father had, had God the father is, is such a good and loving father that he gives us every reason, just like the publicans and sinners, to draw nigh unto in that passage. And uh, when the son was at his lowest point, uh, he didn't raise his head and say, I can never go back to my dad's house. I'm so ashamed. Yeah. He said, no, I will arise and go to my father. And then when the father saw him, he rejoices. Mm. And I think what we see from the Bible is just this, this picture of God being good and loving, and yes, there's an abs- he, he's holy, and there's a standard of right and wrong, but he's so gracious and to receive us back, and so gracious into, into restoring, really, uh, yeah. our, our relationship with him, uh, even when we make such terrible mistakes with sin, and, and God taught me that, and I had, a, I had a terrible view of God growing up just because, you know, I, I find that a lot of people from similar, uh, uh, I say abuse, I was never uh, sexually abused in any way like that, but as far as just a verbal and emotional and a little bit of physical abuse was certainly there. Uh, I think people who grow up in those environments, they have a really uh, awful view of God because they, have view, they view God as the way their earthly authority treated them. And that can be so damaging because if you have a, an abusive father, an abusive authority figure, and then you hear preaching that God is the ultimate authority, there's such a natural transition to think to yourself, well, then God must be like my earthly authority. And then that can bring shame and guilt and makes us yeah. makes us never want to return. It does. And, you know, just a couple things that I, I grabbed out of your testimony as you were going along. And 
I think this is so significant to us in the, the view of God. We've been talking about this throughout the book of Psalms. We've been, you know, over and over again, where we're at Psalm like 128 or something. I don't know. I'd have to look at my Bible, but, but we're, we're getting close to Psalm 130. And over and over again, we're talking about how people view God, what your view is of God. And, and folks, he just made a very good point about those of us who suffer from PTSD, those of us who've seen the, the shadows in life, those of us who've been upside down, those of us who've been through bad things, you know, are, what's your view of God? And, yeah. uh, you know, God's high and lifted up. And uh, I think it's so important to understand that. And something that he said that I like, and, and you folks know this, you've heard me say this among, I've got 10 or 12 life verses that I quote to you guys all the time. But one of them is, this poor man cried and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles in yeah. Psalm 34, 6. And, and, you know, I was thinking about what Colton said. You know, it's real easy to internalize and just do what everybody else is doing. It would have been real easy for Colton to go downstairs, grab the Jack Daniels and Coke and slam it. And folks, can I tell you this? If if it's easy for you to do that right now, you gotta you gotta ask yourself, who's God in my life? Yeah. And how strong is God in my life? Can can God change these things in my life? And you know, God is light. He's not darkness. And what I like about Colton's testimony and what I like about what just came out is exactly that. You know, where's God in your life? So I know Colton's got a verse he's going to share with us here. Oh, I was just going to point your readers to uh, Luke 15, where uh, it, Jesus gives those three stories to to make the point that he does receive sinners and he eats with them. He has, yeah. has fellowship with them, just as a reference point uh, for uh, allowing allow the Bible to define what God is and who God is. That's right. And don't allow circumstances and, and just uh, bad examples of authority to do that, which so so often happens. And, you know, it's like watching TV and saying, well, this group of people are pedophiles and this group is this or whatever the case may be. Stop that. Cut it out. Don't get caught up with that. You're responsible for your own self right now. Don't be judging yourself against the world or you're going to be crazy. You know, you're, you're constantly, yeah, yeah. you know, it's going to be okay to go have a drink. It's going to be okay to smoke. And, and folks, if you're doing it, you, you're the, you know, if you're saved, if you're honest to goodness, knowing you're a sinner, if you're honest to goodness, knowing there's a price on sin, that's death. If you're honest to goodness, knowing that as it says in Romans five, eight, but God commendeth his love toward us while we were yet sinners before you were born. If you realized that before you were born, Christ died for you, and you meant it with your heart and spoke it with your mouth, as it says over in Romans 10, 9, and 10. If you've been through that and got saved, and you're out there, and you're still having the Jack and Coke and the beers and the cigarettes, folks, can I tell you something? You're the most miserable person on earth right now. And uh, yeah. uh, because if you're saved and, and you're living with this besetting, crazy sin, and, and, you're, and even if you're, you know, I don't care what the sin is. If you're living in sin, you're the most miserable person on earth right now. That's just the reality of it. I don't know how the podcast turned to that, but I think it's important that we say that. You know, this isn't a popularity podcast. This is a, hey, we need to get to know God better. You know, one yeah. day I'm standing in front of God for however many people, 2,000 or whatever's listening to us right now. I'm going to stand in front of God and say, Doug, why don't you tell them, you know, that it's okay to, uh, you know, it just takes five or 10 minutes to lead someone to the Lord. You know, you can... And, uh, and, and honestly, the spirit of God can convict you and you can get saved, but it takes a lifetime to bring heaven down to you. And there's people walking around this earth right now that are living joyfully happy. And you can live that way. The Bible gives us everything we need to live that way. And so I'm just saying, I'm so thankful that Colton's now living that way. And I want to, I want to give Colton a minute or so before we go into song, just to kind of wrap up that concept. And I'm actually going to bring Colton back one more day. And, and, uh, but I want you to listen to what's going on here. I think this is my thought thought. 
my thought process is the reason Colton's here today is for us to realize no matter where we came from, uh, that doesn't matter anymore. It matters where we're going and the God we serve and that we realize he's God. So Colton, if you could take a minute and kind of wrap up your thoughts on that. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that all of us come from uh, so many different backgrounds, but the common thread throughout all of them is we're involved. First of all, we have a sin nature, and then we're involved with other people who have sin natures. And and just as a natural result of that, there's going to be dysfunction. There's going to be problems. There's going to be abuse. There's going to be uh, there's going to be PTSD. There's going to be a lot of issues. And I think the important thing for all of that is just that we we have a foundation in the Bible. And that whether it's our view of God, whether it's our view of what we should do and what's right and wrong, the important thing is that we come back to what does the Bible say? Uh, what is God's instruction in this regard? What is true about God? What is true from his word? And keep coming back uh, to that standard. That was, you know, I could, I could talk a bunch of different things about my testimony and about uh, how God led me along the way. Uh, but the, probably the, one of the most important uh, uh, things throughout it all was that when I was being discipled, when I was being confronted, when uh, God was showing me right and wrong, he was doing that all through the Bible. He was. And, you know, God always uses his word. His word edifies. It's, you know, and I, I know I tell you this a lot, folks. And the reason I tell you this is because I was a knucklehead in this area. I didn't realize that my Christian walk and my salvation and all that wasn't emotionally linked. I used to think that I had to have an emotional side to salvation. I had to have an emotional side to live in life. It's not about that. It's about believing God's word and falling out. Now, do I get emotional? Yeah, I cry like a baby and like a lot of you guys do. But it's never been about emotion. It's always been about trusting God's word and what Colton says, knowing what God's word says, following it, sticking to it. So I have a song for you. So I've been promising you these new songs from Stephanie's new CD, and we're actually, we're still involved uh, with the post-production on that. We're just trying to get the mix right. We're working with some great folks, some of the best folks ever, and we're just trying to get the, the voice. But I got a song for you. I think it's a real blessing. One of the things that Colton said coming in the door is uh, he talked about we have a responsibility to serve worthy. We have a responsibility to do the right thing. And you guys know that we wrote that song, Stephanie and I did, about serving worthy Christian soldiers. And I want to go ahead and play that for you right now. And uh, I think that's a good song to listen to. I want you to listen to this song. And then after that, I want you to listen to every single word that Brother Eric and our production team has to tell you because there's nothing more important than accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And once you're sworn in, once you do that, once you accept Jesus, and uh, we'll do that. And so tomorrow, I want to come back on with Colt, and I want to talk about what it was like going to Christian college, coming out of a messed up family and uh, how God was able to do that, and we're going to talk about camp. He'll tell you an awful lot about what happens at these camps and workshops. He's been involved with them, so we're going to do that. But, uh, hey, we love you, folks. Here's the song right here. Listen to every word Eric's going to say. Get a hold of us out there and help uh, for Wounded Spirits Facebook page or whatever it may be. Lord bless you. Sure she's left alone. Duty 
Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth, and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.